Welcome to Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. We're here to help you take your health, fitness, and mindset to the next level. It's time to level up. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. Today we're talking about something pretty deep. Am I enough is the title of today's episode. Mm. This is something that comes up like quite a lot for me um, and I'm sure yourself as a coach, like we often hear, I guess, clientele or our own friends say it, but I also want to say that we say it, you know, it's something that comes up for everyone. And I think it's such a relevant component to be able to address in terms of mindset and mental toughness. It's huge. And it is everywhere. Not only in work, as you said, friendships, relationships, you know, am I smart enough? Am I funny enough? Am I pretty enough? Am I a good enough mom? Am I a good enough friend? The list is never ending. And it's, I feel like high achievers or people who are always looking forward for success feel this a lot. And it's important because Mm. it's important to talk about because there's never going to be an end point, really, unless we decide it in our own mindset. So I'm really excited to sort of bring up some of the common things that you and I not only experience ourselves, but hear from the people around us and then Mm. sort of deal with, well, when that little voice comes up, what do we do? Mm. Yeah. And I also want to say, we spoke a lot about this unintentionally in an episode that we did a long time ago. I think we called it growth mindset. Mm. Um, And we both ended up, I guess, just like doing a bit of a discovery call with each other, because I remember us talking about like, what is the, I am not enough story. You know, it always comes up. We all have one. Like, what is the story that you're telling yourself about not being enough? And I remember reflecting for me, it was a lot of like, I'm not smart enough. And that was holding me back from so much of what I'm literally doing now. Um, And for you, can you remember what your story was? Oh, look, you're testing me now. I'm just surprised you remember that episode so well. Normally when I listen back to our episodes, it it, it hasn't been that one. Mm. I don't remember, but that has definitely come up naturally, particularly since moving into the educating space, you know, but um. It's just so prevalent. And I think a lot of it comes down to comparison, people Mm. comparing themselves to someone else. Mm. That's the underlying thing. Mm. And it's so easy to do that these days, given that, you know, we're all on Instagram, we're all on social media, and we've got like these, I guess, mirrors in front of us being able to look directly at someone else's lifestyle and see the high reels. So, And look, when we're comparing ourselves to other people, we're not comparing ourselves to the shit kickers. We're comparing ourselves Mm. to the creme de la creme, the top 1%ers in the industries. (laughs) Yeah, And it's so backwards, isn't it? Like, why do we actually do that? I have no idea, but, you know, it's great to look at your idols or mentors Mm. or people that are like-minded for motivation, for ideas. How did they become, you know, successful, quote unquote. Um, But then it can also be at your own detriment. So it's really important to have that self-awareness and say, well, what are the rules that I'm actually setting for myself? What even is enough? Because Mm. we all have our own version of enough. Mm. Yeah. Enough for who? And Mm -hmm. I think not only do we put these expectations on ourselves, sometimes we can have like external pressures, put them on us as well. Like society telling you that you have to go to school and get a degree and go into normal ways of working or, or get married and have kids beforehand. You know, there's, there's usually social stigmas and expectations that might be painted um, on us from such a young age 
particularly when we look at like older generations, you know, like I'm still trying to explain to my grandma what I do for work now. (laughs) When are you going going back to nursing? (laughs) I'm blessed. You know, she just doesn't understand. Like dad probably thinks I work for Instagram. Like they don't have that. know that let deeper level of understanding of what we actually do and fair enough yeah fair enough fair enough it's a mixture of their belief and then cultures as well cultural norms yeah cultural norms really big one so I think sometimes because we put our family and friends and the people that we love you know up on the pedestal and we respect them sometimes little comments like those sorts of things can like really rattle your self-worth yeah, yeah. And it must just be like a survival thing because if my mum said something and then someone else said the exact same thing, mm. if mum said it, it would just hit the emotion so much harder just because, mm. yeah, they are so close to you. They're a part of you. So I think communication is just so important with your loved ones, not mm. only on expectations you have on yourself, but we also put expectations on other people. So yeah. not only are we setting rules for us that sometimes we can't reach or win, we're setting rules for other people and they might not even know the rules. Yeah. Like yeah. I expect so-and-so to clean the house because I did this. Well, they don't know these rules. Like, mm. so it's not really fair to sort of be upset mm. if you haven't really communicated it, which mm. is easier said than done. <laughs> yeah. Cause we can still be triggered by those sorts of things. I think it's okay for like, it's okay to feel offended. It's okay to like, you know, feel a bit of self-doubt. It's okay to feel these things. I'm just big on being like, don't let it impact your actions. Like that's okay to feel those sorts of things. When all of a sudden you start representing behaviors that show that like, you know, feeling intimidated, not putting yourself out there, charging $10 for something that should be a hundred, like lowering your self-worth physically. That's when it becomes an actual issue because like, fake it till you make it right. It's like the opposite of doing that. You're all of a sudden feeding into the expectations that other people are putting on you. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And I think this topic came up because, um, well, we mentioned, we see this every day. And just before we started recording, we were talking about a little bit of mentoring that we've done. Not that we really offer it, but it's definitely something when someone comes to us and they want us to help them with their business or their career. Absolutely. We can, we can offer that service. And it was definitely the underlying theme of why Mm. people would not put themselves out there because they were scared Mm. oh I'm not going to make that post because you know I'm not smart enough or I'm not this or you know my hair no one gives a shit like no one actually really judges you as much Mm. as you judge yourself so it can cause you to not take action at all and Mm. that's detrimental but Mm. as we've mentioned in some previous episodes you know we need to appreciate the journey that we're on at this moment, that point in time. Okay. It's all stepping stones. There are clients that need you right now. Mm -hmm. Some clients might not need the smart version of you that you've created in your mind that you'll never get there. Some Mm -hmm. clients just need you to take them through some exercises, have a laugh and really dumb it down. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay. So really use that to your advantage. Where am I at now? And who can I market to now? Because then you are enough for that point Mm. in time. It's okay. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So many good things you said in there, Danny. And I can relate to a lot of it because I was probably in that space not long ago, to be honest. Like when I first stepped into business, I was like, ah, yeah, (laughs) you know, like what am I doing? I've like a bit of imposter syndrome almost. Like, Mm. is this really like the direction I'm going in? Like, 
So I, I feel like it's very fresh for me to actually feel that. And like I said, that episode that we did way back when we almost first started the podcast, you can hear that in us and we're just yeah. having a very casual conversation about it. But Danny, it was you who like slapped me in the head multiple times. I remember multiple phone conversations where you're like, mm. fucking pull it together, Sherelle. And I'm like, mm. I know, I just, I can't help but think this way. So yeah. For me, it was about taking a step back and one, letting go of perfectionism because like what you said, perfectionism immobilizes us. Mm. What people do is when they feel this sense of like expectation that things have to be perfect, they do nothing yep. because out of fear of failing, but out of fear of it's never going to be up to the expectation or the standard that you're putting on yourself. So people step yep. back and do nothing. Yep. What an absolute waste. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at so many people like on social media that, don't really put themselves out there enough and I'm like you are incredible you're an Mm. incredible person I just wish you showcased more of that because it's really going to open up so many more opportunities if you just lent into that yeah yeah and it's definitely not easy and it hurts and it brings up all these feelings like oh my god I'm actually gonna post something but at the end of the day and like if I'm scrolling in my newsfeed and and you see the airbrush photos and the perfection it doesn't get my attention you might look at it oh yeah whatever and but it doesn't really draw me in what draws me in is when someone is natural and real and authentically them and their passion comes through okay because it's too much effort to try and set up the perfect video or the perfect photo or the perfect story angle of view. It's true. It takes too much effort. Yes, it may look visually appealing at the time, but it just takes too long and takes too much effort. Okay. Mm. So yeah, just that's what engages me the most people being Mm. real, you know? Mm. Yeah, I agree. And I have a little bit of a, you know, we've spoken about sort of the filter thing being everyone's Mm. complete reality. The same with like things that are popping up, like things like Lightroom and all that sort of stuff and Mm. presets they're just accessible to everyone now. And it, it's a shame. Like it's a shame because it does paint a very augmented picture of what everyday life would be. And you catch yourself on the opposite end of the camera being like, fuck, is that what it look like? Do I need some more, like, do I got some bags there? Like mm. it distorts it our way that we see ourselves. And, you know, if you're someone that does like heavily, put your weight in visual imaging, like that can be really hard to navigate. And I can relate because it was the same for me with the smart enough thing, Yeah, watching all these people that I did put up on that intellectual pedestal being like, well, fuck, I'm not going to get up there, am I? Mm. Like, mm. So it's the exact same thing. It doesn't matter where it shows up. It usually comes down to like what you said, that comparison nature. Yeah. And like something that I found so valuable for myself personally was literally trying to collect evidence to disprove those thoughts in my mind. Mm. So like if I thought that I wasn't smart enough or if you think you're not pretty enough or you think you're not fast enough or strong enough, like collect evidence objectively um, to sort of, uh, I guess, soothe that intellectual part of you, which a lot of us have, to be, okay, I am strong enough because this week I did this and next week I added five kilos on the weight. And like you can collect evidence in multiple different areas. Well said. And that's what confidence is, isn't it? Mm. Like collecting evidence. And then we can always, you know, rely on collecting evidence externally, but can collect it from yourself by (laughs) sort of taking note of your small wins, which we will expand on in a little bit, but say, yeah, no, I actually am strong. I'm not as strong as the strongest person in the world, but that's Mm. okay. That's not actually my goal. I don't Mm. need to be as strong as everyone around me in the gym. I just want to be stronger than what I was yesterday. Yeah. Or, you know, I don't need to be the smartest person in the whole world because then you have to look at, at, people's life as a whole 
Okay. Mm. Well, yes, they spend a lot of time reading and, and, you know, delivering this amazing content, but then they don't really go out. And then you got to say, I actually like going out. Where's the balance? Mm. It's too hard to want someone's whole life completely because not everyone shows every element of their life. So where they may have success and growth in your eyes, they're probably lacking something that you really need in your life too. So it's Mm. important to consider all elements of life when comparing. Mm. Yeah, there's there's a risk to opportunity cost for everything. Yeah, you know, for the person who has the shredded abs that looks great on Instagram, they're fucking hungry. Yep. So there's yep. always an opportunity cost, and it's about weighing up. Like Luke said to me, what was it two <laughs> days ago? I was like, um, I was hungry, right? I was hungry, and we're yep. dieting, and he's oh, like yep. to me, "Abs? Is the six pack worth the hunger?" I said, "No, <laughs> not." <laughs> That's not worth the hunger. Are you crazy? <laughs> I was hungry when he was saying this. Yeah, of course. Because oh. um, Luke's going on a health kick on Monday with me, starting prep. Bless oh, him. But, so what does that look update. like? What does it look like? Well, he's rehabbing at the moment from like an Achilles injury. That's so he right. hasn't, he's been pretty much immobile and very mm. sedentary. Um, so he's just going to be going back to the gym and doing his rehab there and giving like some steps. And then I think um, – I'll give him some macros to follow. He's the best flexible dieter, so he'll be fine. Good. Um, Oh, well, that's good. Um, A little tangy. But, yes, the abs (laughs) are not worth it in my opinion, but (laughs) I don't do it for the abs. So that's, I guess that's the different sort of purpose is you need to know what your expectations are and why you're trying to achieve that. Yeah, and most people when setting expectations just set them impossibly high like Mm. they're just telling themselves rules that sound good in theory but then to actually live out those rules it's not a good lifestyle and you and I were talking about this sort of the other day um you know regarding what success is or or people set goals okay I want to earn x amount a week or I want to have like a hundred online clients or whatever Mm. it's like well cool the number sounds good in theory but what would that actually look like in your life? Will mm. you have time for yourself? Will you be able to be social? Will you be well-rested? Will you have time to train? Like we're just setting goals that are not realistic or we haven't actually thought it through more than what the actual number looks like. Oh, mm. I want to earn a million dollars or a hundred thousand dollars. Something that sounds good, but it's like, well, no, you mm. need it to match your lifestyle and the current lifestyle that you want. So mm you're setting yourself up for something that is automatically going to fail. Even when you reach that goal, because you'll be so exhausted, you will not feel enough because you, you want more money anyway. Like Mm. there's always room for more, no Mm. matter whether it be financially, your looks, you know, people get addicted to plastic surgery. You see them on the, the TV shows and there's always going to be more. So enough for me, I feel is a mindset to be honest. Mm. Yeah. What is your, I guess, definition then of success in terms of like business and work and competing? Like what would make you, okay, let's say competing. It's hard to say broad, right? Like competing, Mm. what is your level of success on show day? What would make you feel successful? Yeah. Well, if we're talking about competing, I suppose it's um, for me without, you know, sounding like a cliche, it is the process. I want to win. We all want to win. I know you want to win. Like, yeah, we all want to, we all want to win, but then winning has to be a byproduct of a process that I enjoyed a process that didn't ruin all my relationships with myself, with people around me. Okay. So I'm very, 
I'm learning now because I have reached a lot of my goals that were around money and clients and, you know, personal branding. I've reached all that. And now I've gone, okay, this is amazing. And I really love my life, but it's dangerous. And I can see how now, you know, there's always room for more. So for me personally, I'm really trying to pay attention on slowing down and being present and then valuing moments rather than just numbers. Mm -hmm. Now, the more money you have, the more freedom and flexibility. Yes, great. Um, but yeah, moments are what you cannot buy back. When you're mm-hmm. older, you can't buy time back. So for me right now, enough is me being in a clear mindset where I can work hard and do what I love, but then still be able to enjoy the small things, going for a nice walk, getting a coffee, seeing mm-hmm. my mom, you know, all of these things. Um, Mm. So it changes all the time. Last year, I didn't want those things. Last year, I just wanted to work and hustle and compete. Oh, not compete last year, but, you know, really grind it out. But then this year it changes. Mm. Does it change? Has it changed for you? Like how? Yeah. Mm. Well, like my life's changed so much over the last 12 to 24 months, like so much. I can't even compare it. So I never thought that I'd be doing what I'm doing. So my level of success now is literally having time and freedom. Like I've never had so much freedom in my life and far out freedom feels good. Like freedom to you, just being able to do what I want, when I want in the way that I want, like we're hard workers. No one has to tell us to do our work, Mm. but me being like, don't like the way this system is or this way or this process in the coaching business is working. I can change this Mm -hmm. in the hospital. Take me 10 years to change policy. I don't like doing this, but I got to, that was like the way I guess big organizations work. It literally takes 10 to 15 years to create change in an organization. Mm. In my organization, in my company, I can do whatever I want when I want. And mm. that's so empowering to me. I'm like, cool, this bit of research came out or I've, this trend is happening or clients are enjoying this and not enjoying this. I can make those changes independently. And like I'll ask Luke, but then I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm the CEO of my own life. And that's mm. a really, really powerful feeling to me. So even the simple things of being able to wake up when I want, you know, yep. and just sleep well, like the things I just would have dreamt about. So for me, time and freedom are my levels of like level of success and also being able to like have more time with Luke. Like we've yep. never been able to spend so much time together. So it's really nice and it does come down to relationships. I feel mm. like, you know, we spend so much of our life working and I refuse to be in a job that I hate. So it's nice to be able to create that for myself. Beautiful. And it's really interesting. Yeah, time was definitely the factor that came up a lot there for you and um, <laughs> me too. But then it's also I've spoken to a lot of people, but whether it be friends, clients and, and all of that. I feel like because you and I have come from time-orientated ways of life, okay, mm. school, appointments, you know, booking client sessions, Uh, your set hours at work, my set hours being a PT, uni, all of this stuff, we we were ruled by time. So I think our version of freedom is to be able to create our own appointments or our own life. But then people the other way, like when lockdown happened just now in Melbourne again, people had the time, but they didn't want that. Like their freedom was having to be somewhere at this time. They didn't like you know, the sort of lifestyle that we had. So I find it really cool that it can be different for other people as well. Like not everyone wants to, you know, do what we do. And that's cool too. But it's really just about recognizing what you want at that point in time as Mm. well. Um, Mm. Yeah, I found that really interesting. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like everyone's level of success is that. Some people don't want responsibility. No. Like my but- dad's a council worker and he's the happiest guy there is. He's yeah. done the same job, start at the same time, smoke at the same time. Yeah, or recess or whatever like people overseas like what's smoko he doesn't smoke but they call like the <laughs> yeah. lunch break smoko um, come home yeah bush tucker come home same time and he loves it because you know what and paul and i were talking about this too because when you own your business it never switches off in your mind but dad clocks off yeah. writes it in the timesheet goes home and does whatever the hell he wants and he's laughing and sometimes i bloody envy that yeah i used to have this like not analogy, but like this way of thinking of when I'd walk out of the hospital and I'd turn around and watch the door shut. Like mm. that was my way of being like, fuck everything. Like <laughs> all my problems in there, I've handed over. Yep. You can deal with this shit storm I've left you. <laughs> yep. And yep. that was a great feeling because then you'd have your day <laughs> off and I would spend as much time at the gym as I wanted and I'd do the markets and I'd go for walks and like it was my genuine time off like mm. I'm about to go away to Hall Scout for the weekend and this is my first break physical break because I've got other people doing things for me over the weekend that I've had since I started business wow. and for me I'm like there's no wi-fi like what how do you are you mean? feeling about it are you excited or are you sort of like oh no, I'm so excited. I've yeah, good. I'm running like a Saturday um, journaling um, workshop on the Saturday for me that I normally right. do. I don't have to do that. And then I've got one of my other coaches doing the Sunday call. And it's so weird to like, mm-hmm. I don't know, pass that over. But yeah. it's so important because if that's a big area of my level of success, I need to start practicing that. Like whenever you start something, you always got to, you know, grind for a bit and you've got to set things up. And, 100%. You know, any business has got to do that. Mm. There also has to come a time where you can stop and smell the roses as well, like what yeah. you said, and take stock because when you, I guess, um, at the start, you know, like if, if I was at the start looking at where I am now, I'd be so proud of myself. But in the present time, it's really hard to do that because you get used to what you're doing. Yeah, that's, that's so that, true. You need to desensitize yourself to that success as well. And mm. the way you do that is you step back and look and be like, okay, taking stock, where am I at? Where did I come from? And yeah. where do I want to go? And that's how you can like desensitize and almost come back to reality and reset again, rather than always reaching for more and yeah, trying that's to crazy. chase this, this like artificial horizon that you're never mm-hmm. really yeah, never ever because we'll get there and then we create our own uh, like a next horizon. And that's why I love Facebook memories or like the archives. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, I cringe. It's the best. Like I'd make a status about the club I was at or something like oh, that yeah. or this show sucks or can't wait for school holidays. Like I don't know. I'm, you know how you just not have many people on Facebook. You just write whatever. Or even Instagram archives. I deliberately look back just because it is a nice reminder. Like, hang on, you're actually fine. Mm. Um and not everyone, you know, needs to put themselves out as much as what you and I do. We, we can be on our own personal journey. You can, you know, raise a family. Mm. Just, just remember, be like, I'm a damn good mum or dad. Like I've raised the whole family or, you know, I looked after so-and-so when they needed me. There are so many things that you can do. Um, so it is important to remember. And what I've actually started doing again is at the end of the night, just writing down my wins, you know, yeah. hit my macros, got my steps in, bought mm like this new thing for business or like I've got a stand-up desk. I wrote about it. I went and got that stand-up desk and I'm sitting down recording this, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, just little wins along mm. the way. And I know you're big on that stuff too, right? Mm. 
Oh, absolutely. I do that Mm. in group coaching calls every week because one of the biggest problems that I was like coming up with myself included and a lot of other women, we have such high expectations. Like females are fucking hard workers. Mm. Like we are so hard. And sometimes it's really hard to recognize our own progress, right? Whether it's physical, mental, professional, financial, whatever. Mm. And the best way to do that is through reflection. The only way to do that is reflection. And I think when you say reflect on your wins, people do think it has to be like this massive milestone. And that's just not the case. Like every day you're collecting wins. And if you can't, and I'm firm on this, like tell me your wins. And if you can't, there's a problem there because Mm. there is something in every day. Even if you had a really hard day, you have to be able to take stock and be like, okay, well, what did go well? Because what happens over time is when you think like this about what did go well, neuroplasticity occurs and Mm -hmm. you all of a sudden start becoming, you know, a cup half full rather than a cup half empty. And then over time, you can just all of a sudden start drawing on your wins. You know, things can happen out of your control, but then you're like, okay, at least this didn't happen. You know, you can start reflecting in a different way. And something I was going to talk about is a concept that actually one of my clients um, introduced me to called granular gratitude. And um, basically that's the practice of at the end of the day, finding like very, very small um, reflections on gratitude that you can um, identify. And it could be something as simple as like having your morning coffee or eating with your favorite spoon or you know being able to watch some junk on tv it doesn't have to be productive which Mm -hmm. is what we all think Mm -hmm. Uh, it doesn't have to be this big huge success thing and once we can start finding those granular things that do show up all the time uh, it becomes a lot more enjoyable we become a lot more happy Oh yeah. There's so many little psychological things that, that, that brings on, or even for me, like if I have a task on Google calendar and I've completed it, I turn it green. Yeah. Um, Cause you can change the colors and I love it. I, oh, just to turn everything green. It's even if it's something so small, it's just, mm-hmm. you recognize, yep, I've done that. And even mm-hmm. again, even if it's not productive, even if I'm going out for coffee with someone, oh yeah, that passed green. Yeah. Um, or yeah, writing things down, but then also language, man, people, underestimate the power of language like Mm. people talk so bad about themselves and they don't even realize how bad that is Mm, like and yes you're allowed to have days where you feel sad and angry we're humans okay embrace every human emotion but then be practical as well and if Mm. you can't get help on your own get help with someone else but recognize okay today was a tough day why was it tough Mm. and then what can I do different next time? Mm. Okay. Am I, I had to have this conversation with someone. They were just so overrun and then they were in fight or flight for so long, giving so much energy to everyone else. Mm. And then sort of said, okay, what needs to happen? And they were like, yeah, maybe I need to set some boundaries now. Mm. I'm trying to just please everyone. Cause I feel like everyone expects me to show up and, and be that person, mm. but I'm exhausted and you come crashing down. So Mm. yeah, set boundaries and and just be bloody kind to yourself because we're just all trying so hard here. Mm. Yeah, it's so true. Language is so powerful and Mm. it kills me when I hear some people talk like to themselves the way they do. I'm like, far out. Mm. Like, why are we doing that to ourselves? And, you know, it's so important that we do pick up on the language that maybe we're both aware and not aware of as well, like reflecting because you don't know until someone puts a mirror in front of you and says, do you just realize what you just called yourself? Like that's 
quite a nasty thing to say to yourself about mm. someone who's trying really hard. Mm. Um, and, you know, we can do this for each other and other people as well. Yep. But like you said, we can, if we don't, if we do all these sorts of negative traits and, and feed into these sorts of emotions, you do come crashing down. Like it's that sense of overwhelm that you're never going to be enough. That's what yep. it is when you're saying, oh, I'm so lazy. I'm so fat, blah, blah, blah. And it's like one of the key things that like, um, you know, your identity, your identity yeah. you yourself is so powerful. It's, it's just, just the way I am. That's bullshit. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. not the way you I've are. You can change. Like yeah. Well, change it, you know, like mm. we have the power to change so much. And even if it's, you know, physical, like you and I, we've got our boobs done or I love, I got laser this morning. I just, you know, you can, you get your nails done. You can do little things that just help you feel good. Like you're in control of those small things. And yes, they may seem superficial to some people, but for me, I like pampering myself and most people do. It shows self-love, self-care. It's not because society says you must have this and that. No, I just like doing those things. So for the little things that you can control, control like mm. control them change it change your behavior mm. don't don't just wallow in your own pity you know mm. you, you can do it just get up and go do something that you know makes you feel good mm. yeah and when it comes from that as well like that's a way of doing it from like the inside out right being like oh, i don't feel good today i'm gonna go get my nails done you know i'm gonna go out for a coffee i'm gonna go get my hair you know whatever you do it from like the inside out mm. and it's sort of like you know faking it till you make it sort of thing right which is a good way of doing things and then other people might do it from the inside out as well like they they already feel this level of like self-respect and love for Mm. themselves so then they'll go out and do it right and I think knowing that you have that power to lean on whatever direction that you want to as well but yeah that that language I just I don't actually don't know how to address it you know I don't know how to address it like as a coach sometimes I'm like you know, this is a story that you're telling yourself and I, you're not going to believe me if I sit here and tell you it's wrong. Yeah, but they have to believe it. Yeah, they have to believe it themselves. And I really do believe it comes from, um, you know, like what we said last week, I think it was like discipline from a place of compassion first. Yeah. Rather than being like, I'm fat, so I'm going to go to the gym, you know, like being like, you know, I want to be able to move my body and nourish my body, like looking at it from a different perspective. There's no yeah. difference. There's no difference. It's just the language that you're using and the approach, potentially the expectation. But I just think mm-hmm. when you when you dive into those practices, right? If I'm like far out, my hair shit, I need to go get it done. You know, it's it's a negative way of doing it. Mm-hmm. But like, I need some self love. I'm gonna go get my hair done. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like be, people are so harsh on the smallest things, like the example you just used, oh, yeah, my hair's shit. I'm going to go get it done. All right, relax. Like it's not the worst thing in the world. All right, you haven't had a haircut in a year. Go get one. Done. End of story. Don't beat yourself up over it. Things like that. But environment, people, and we spoke about this last time, you know, if people around you are feeding you messages that are not serving you and, and causing you to change your language, change your environment, like, sayings as well there are so many sayings like money doesn't grow on trees type thing which is as comes from a place of lacking like Mm. there's so much subconscious work that we need to do um that will take time and no we're not therapists so we're not here to give like that kind of advice but it is on a subconscious level our thoughts and beliefs so Mm. personally changing environment is really effective um and then 
even just your immediate environment, I put a lot of photos around that motivate me. I know like you've got a photo of Beyonce in the background or you've yeah, got yeah. A, a picture frame um, of you in a bikini. You know, I love having photos of my winds up or just little signs that remind me, okay, you're doing fine. Not for anyone else, for yourself, because that was a goal that you set. We don't mm. have to be winners at everything. We don't have to be all speakers, coaches, this and that, but that's the goals that you and I set. Uh, and we need to remind ourselves of how far we have come, irrespective mm. of anyone else's opinion. Because an example, when I started working with Andrew, he's one of the smartest guys I know in terms of rehab. And I was talking actually to Hattie about it, I think just before, maybe two years ago now, just before we started really making the videos and all that, I'm like, fuck, I'm going to be standing next to Andrew, like presenting, doing all these things. And that's pretty crazy. Like he's been in the game for 30, 40 years. And she's like, Danny, People are here to see you. They're going to be there to see you, okay? Mm. There's only one you. And and like that really stuck with me. And I'm like, yeah, actually, mm. I don't have to try and be someone else. We mm. can have a partnership without being the same person. Like they came to see Danny, who's Danny, and Andrew, who's Andrew. Mm. Things like that. Um, so naturally you try and be someone else, but it's impossible. Mm. Like you cannot. Well, it's, the same, it's the same with us, Danny. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah. This, it's the way that you partner yourself and collaborate. Collaboration mm. to me is so important. Not even just business, like life. I'd be a miserable, soppy, ugh, if I couldn't like connecting with other people. Yeah. You know, we need that on other levels. So if you've got skill sets that you can put together to make something better, why not? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Why not? It comes when it's a not from a business perspective. It's it's um it's a sense of a scarcity, you know, people being like, yeah. don't mind. That's what happens in business mm-hmm. a lot of the time. So I think and all of that sort of stuff, limiting beliefs and stories and things that go much deeper than just being like, oh, we'll just, you know, do it with someone else as well. And then you can, you know, yeah, make it together. So yeah, I think it's a completely um normal thing to do though to mm-hmm. be honest like we're all like oh god because we do have expectations and I guess um we also have expectations of others like what they should be like and I also find you're probably the same like once you really get to know someone you're almost like a little bit humbled again of like okay they're just human too like yeah. we're all we've all got flaws and we've all got imperfections and they show up differently for everyone we're all just trying to survive man like the work that we've done with Michelle, I really learned, you know, we all have parts of us um, that show up, you know, we're, and we're all just on this earth to try and survive, mm. to be honest, like give each other a ba- break, but then also don't be a pushover. Yeah. Okay? You are in control. Communicate. If you have expectations on someone and they didn't meet them, let them know because more often than not, they would not know that you were waiting for them to do that thing, mm. no matter how big or small it is. Like, or you don't, you don't talk to me enough, or you don't clean the house enough. This is for people that you live with, mm. um, things like that. Oh, I didn't actually know you expected me to clean the house when, you know, you came home from work, things like that. Like set the rules together with mm. people. Um, but then more importantly for yourself, say, okay, am I chasing something that I actually want or that mm. sounds good in theory? Mm. That's been a big game changer for me. What do you mean by that? Like so again, just going back to sort of the goals, is. like like a financial goal or whatever. Does that just sound good, or do I actually want that lifestyle? Mm. Yeah, like the same that. thing could be said about competing and stuff. Mm. It looks good and shiny on the outside, but mm. things get really tough. And do, yep. do you want that? Like, is the risk opportunity cost worth it for you? A lot of people would look at what we do and definitely not want to do it. So yep. I feel like 
And that's for a lot of things. There's a mm. lot of hugely successful people that I wouldn't want their lifestyle, but they like it, obviously. Yeah. So it's really important to define like that that level of success for you and, and whatever that is. Yeah. And you are in control, again, to make changes and to change your goals, change yourself. Um, but then if not, practice. Practice mm. skills. It's so important. If you don't feel prepared for something and you don't feel smart enough for that thing, practice, practice, practice. Okay. If you don't like your posing on stage, oh, I'll never be good on stage. Put your bloody heels on and practice. Yeah. Okay. Take God, ownership. That's Me. That's how I brought it up. I'm like, fuck, I haven't put my heels on since my no, last no, no. show. <laughs> I've, I did a little bit before Melbourne went back into lockdown, but that's the thing. It's sort of like for a period of time, right, whenever you first, I don't know, start developing yourself, a lot of us make our strengths stronger, which is a good thing. You know, mm. we start leaning into our strengths and what we're good at. And we lean into that a bit more. And that's when we start progressing, right? Because you don't want to bring everything up at the same time, right? Mm. This is sort of a slow process. You want to stand out in a certain way. So we're good at making our strengths stronger, but there has to come a time when you sort of step back and be like, okay, now I need to address this shit thing in the yeah. corner. Oh, that's my posing. I'm like, good, physically, I've built <laughs> muscle. Like I've done the, like I've done all that. Yeah. Now I really need to somehow get in touch with that femininity and mm. that, that sass again and try and generate that and if you don't do that in every area of your life right it's like really crushing your training and just letting the ball drop in nutrition those things are really what's going to weigh you down in the end yeah yeah particularly because we need it for our goal in business for example you can delegate the admin work for example or the bookkeeping or your accountant like Mm -hmm. we don't need we need it but it's we, you and I don't have to personally do it for our goal. We can't hire someone to pose for us on stage and we do all the work. You know what I mean? So it's part of it. So we're only as strong as our weakest link in that sense. But yeah. if you can delegate, do it. But um, yeah, so big differences between that. But uh, you are enough. I am enough. Say it. Do you know what's undervalued is hype girls. Like we're a hype girl for each other. We hype each other Bloody up earth. and I'll back you and you back me and I'll tell you when something's shit and you'll tell me. Like we have hype. Luke's a good hype girl. <laughs> Bless him. <laughs> yes. You know, we need hype girls because reinforcement from authority figures or people that you see eye to eye with, that you respect, you know, in your squad, help us build confidence. Right. Yeah, like if, if so true. <laughs> it's sometimes I'll ask Luke about something and I've had to say to him, look, sometimes when I ask you about this, I don't actually want your feedback. I want you to tell me to do it. Uh, okay. <laughs> like, I just want like a little bit of a push to post that or say that or, yeah. like, you know, do that. Yeah. Um, the, because you've also got to take into mind um, co- um, context, right? Like I mm. spoke to you last week about a big decision I was sort of making to get mm. other clarification and, and context, right? Yeah. Super important because a lot of people don't have context to even give you advice. And that's super important. Like grandma, thank you. Love you. Not going back to that just yet. Dawn. Okay. Like, you know, they don't have the context. They love you and they can care about you. You can still not take their advice on a lot of things. Oh, hundred percent. Like you all, you have different people that you'd talk, like you'd talk to your grandma to different things and you'd talk to me. Teach me how to bake. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. So context and it's all about gathering that confidence and um, what did you call it? Stock? Gathering taking the stock. stock. Taking stock. Yeah. Choose who you're taking the stock from. I don't even know what you mean by stock. Oh, no, that's that's not what I said. Um, <laughs> I thought you were talking about something else. Um, no, I don't know. 
But yeah, pick who you get your advice from because if you're already feeling a little bit down about something and then you go get advice from someone who's going to just make you feel worse, yeah, pick that battle, man. Yeah. Go to yeah. someone, yeah, that will, you know, allow you to not always agree with you and be a yes man, but mm, yeah. see things in context, as you said. Yeah, yeah I got a really good question um, in a Q&A box like last week about that. And mm. I got a lot of reshares on it about... Um, pretty much exactly that like choosing who you take advice from and being okay with just like dismissing some of it and I'm very because what we do is we try and impress a lot of people and it was sort of about the concept of like oh you know letting other people down and those sorts Mm. of things and I'm like no 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 like choose where you put your energy like choose who you take advice from it's like cool thank you very much not letting that consume me easier said than done but not when you consider all of the variables about do they are they in the arena with me do they have the context of the business or the work or the job that I'm doing do they have an emotional bias look nine times Mm. out of ten yes you know Mm. grandma wants me to have uh be a nurse you know they have an emotional bicep in in the bicep bicep (laughs) An emotional bias. An emotional bicep. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much tells me when uh, when I should use it or not. But yeah, so that was the yeah, thing. It's right. like really learning to detach your emotions from other people's opinions and just taking opinions from those who have weight in what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Particularly if like. Why are you going to take advice from someone who's got a life that you don't want? Yeah. People always try and do that. They take advice from people and that person doesn't align with any of the values. They're, Mm. you know, like why would you ask someone who loves smoking and drinking and all of that about health and fitness advice just Mm. because they're your mate? You bloody, you wouldn't. Mm, yeah exactly like that yeah even like the conversation about like you know people getting judged for filming in the gym and all those sorts of things Mm, mm. you know very common it's sort of like fuck them like yeah they They don't have a coach like that they need to send their technique to they're just trying to you know they're not even doing progressive overload have you don't want to be them who cares about them stuff them yeah exactly um and i I just think I just, I can laugh at those sorts of comments now and brush them off quite easily. But, you know, a few years ago, it probably would have like hurt me, you know? So I think when you're starting, it's completely normal to feel these sorts of things because we all want to belong, you know, we, we, yeah, don't, we, don't, know, we don't know our tribe. And mm. I think once you figure that out and once you're more confident and certain in what you're doing, then you can lean into those situations and perhaps disregard some of the expectations that other people put on you. Yep. Beautiful. All right. You are enough. You are enough. For this point in time, never stop growing and chasing, but remember you're, you're enough for this moment right now. Yeah. You're exactly where you should be. I love telling myself that it's like you're going as quick as you should be. And like, like what Danny said, you are enough. You can set ambitious goals, but don't forget to take stock on your life. That That's was the it. Content Take stock. Take stock. <laughs> Take a step back, you know, mm. and have a look at what Enjoy you're doing. It. Happy Friday. Oh, well, it's a Friday. It'll be Tuesday. <laughs> oh, that was out of context. The TJIF right now. It's a good way to send it off into the weekend. But happy Tuesday to everyone listening. Yeah. And we hope you did enjoy this um, episode pretty much on the story that we tell ourselves, like whether mm. we're enough in whatever area that shows up for you. So, you know, if you enjoyed this episode, please do take a screenshot, tag myself, tag Danielle, and of course the Level Up podcast. Thanks, everyone.